Hey, everybody. It is Dave and Jeff. It is March 3rd, 2021. Raining out there. Did you know it was going to rain? Yeah, I did. How the fuck did you know that? Dude, my phone. What are you talking about? My phone tells me what's going to happen. I don't utilize anything on my phone. How There's, come? I don't know. I guess just because I'm an idiot. There's right. so many things. I do have Spotify on there, so that helps. What about your calendar? No. Never utilize it, and I should. Why not? What do you do to remember things? Like doctor's appointments, haircuts? I just forget everything. Well, I don't make an appointment for a haircut. We just walk in. But like... Yeah, meetings, Zoom calls. I f- forget them all the time. <laughs> what do you, why do you do that? Well, I don't do it on purpose. You I'm kinda, like, oh, yeah, I'll remember tomorrow. Two o'clock, perfect. I'm not doing anything. Two o'clock tomorrow. <laughs> oh my Completely God. forget. Dude, I use it for everything. It, I know. It's, it's so good. It, you know what's funny? You brought this up. I had this conversation this earlier today with somebody, and th- the reason I was thinking about it, my wife always complains about the phone bill. Okay. Okay. And we pay for, right now we're paying for, we pay for three phones and then Josh pays us for his phone. Yeah. But we were, it's always looking at it going, why the fuck is this so much money? And then Colin Coward said today he pays $900 a month in a phone bill. Why? Well, he has six kids and his wife and him. Jeez. And so he says, you know, back in the day, $900 a month would be crazy. But then he goes, this is my travel agent. This is my calendar. This is my alarm clock. God, he's, right? And he started, it is my alarm it, clock. I use that. It's my camera. And he's just yep. going through a million things of what it is. It's my source of news. And he goes, so many things that I've cut out. And he goes, mm. if you, you know, basically, if you add up you know, your newspaper bill and everything yeah. else, if you're looking at your phone all the time, and if you travel a lot, you sit there and go, that's what you watch movies on, too. True. I, I, I'm so happy I told you I didn't buy that sound bar. I got rid of that. Okay. And I'm very happy I didn't buy that 4K DVD player that we had talked about last week because that would have been idiotic. But I do have one thing that is really, really great, and I never utilize it. I have a tablet. I have an Amazon Fire 10-inch screen tablet that I never utilize. Now, I get it. We haven't traveled anywhere in a year. And the other thing that I never use that I love... I have uh, Bose earbuds. How come we don't use them? I, Dave, I just said I don't utilize them enough. Um, Did I, I mean, every gym is closed, it right? Is, yeah, but still, okay, here's, here's the deal with the earbuds, and I use them all the time. I use them when I'm just around the house, whether I'm doing dishes, whether I'm doing laundry, whether I'm anything. I want to use my hands. Yeah. If I'm on a baseball field, no matter what, I have them in my ears all the time. I take my phone calls through them, everything. Nice. You don't use yeah. them at all. On your phone calls, nothing. No. No, my no, because really for I don't take any calls when I'm at work. And personal calls are only in the car? Yeah, and everything goes like Bluetooth that way. Yeah, which is really good. No more uh no more Bluetooth over your ear, right? Remember yeah. how shitty those things were? You used to have the one. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Dude, yeah, it's great. How many have you been through? I remember oh you used to God. tell me all the time. 500. Yeah, all the time. You hated all of them. Hated all of them. I had one Plantronics that worked great, and then I... But... <laughs> Where is it now? Do you still have it? Yeah, probably That's somewhere. That's the kind of shit you have to keep for like a, a party. You know what I mean? A theme yeah. party? Yeah. Like I have a oh, pager yeah. in my drawer. Yeah, I'm only holding on to this if someone invites me to an 80s party. I think somewhere, do you guys, I remember two things. You said a pager. I had the Radio Shack. I think you and I both got them. The Radio Shack sports pager That's was right. so amazing. At the time, now it's horseshit. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't do it now. <laughs> and then we all had 
I remember, boy, oh boy, you talk about judging people. This is how we judge people. If you went to the press box at Qualcomm Stadium and or Petco Park, and you you just would walk the aisle, we would do it like a principal, walking up and down the aisle. And if you didn't have that little white square baseball thing with the screen yeah. where you could monitor what was going on on any other games, hey, who, who gave you a credential? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> oh, you're on a temporary pass? You're here from yeah. the Blade Citizen? Duh, you can hang for a day. But the people that had that. It was awesome. Yeah, invested the 125 bucks. I think that was yeah. a Radio Shack purchase, too. Remember how great those were? Dude, it was great because, of course, see, when you're at a Padre game, you're getting out of town scoreboard, but you don't know if a team has guys on base. Nothing. Right. They and had so, the little guy. It looked like in television on oh, the screen. It was, it was awful. It looked like Atari home run, the game yes. home run. Yeah, perfect. And then, but still, at the same time, you're going Dodgers, Padres, going at it against each other in like 96, and you want to know what the Dodgers are doing. Yeah. And you're sitting and you're watching. All of us are following along, the same thing. Yeah, and you'd look to your left and there'd be a guy, hey, who's this fuckhead? <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> Who is this asshole? Where's he from? Oh, KUSI? Yeah, makes sense. Was there anybody from visiting media that you hated? Oh, yeah. Bunch of people. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't think of who it was. Philly's beat writer. Yeah, the guy with the grease back hair? Oh, I don't know who that is. Okay, that guy hated me, but I wasn't a fan of his either. Now there were a couple Philly beat writers that would come in and set up shop, and all of a sudden they they, they kind of looked around in a with a facial expression I didn't like. <laughs> there, <laughs> there are a couple times when you're like, you know what? I'll come over there and knock that look right off your face, Philly. Nobody cares about Pat and Geno's here. Fuck you. And uh, remember the other night when I was going to work on our custom? That didn't last very no. long. No. People got really upset by that. I saw. Yeah. People got really upset that you th- were thinking about editing yourself. I was just trying to trying to look out for you, the people. You're looking out for one person, Padre Geekster. Well, she's family. <laughs> and she told you to keep cussing. She did? Yeah. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> um, but yeah, most of the guys from out of town media, it was it was kind of fun when they were in town, right? Well, it was interesting to see certain guys because certain guys were taller or shorter than what you see on television. Yeah. Like, now you're talking. Now wait, when you I, say out of town media, you're talking about newspaper guys, or are you talking Both. announcers? Well, I'll give an example. Woody Page is a writer, but Woody Page was also on television on ESPN. God damn! And, and Woody's a big motherfucker. Yeah. Every time I saw Woody. He looked like he'd fallen asleep in Stan's office yeah. and shuffled over to, to be there for the start of the first. Yeah. Always quiet. He was. He, nice guy. Very nice. Stayed kind of yeah. to himself, uh, but nice, but no. Like, it's funny, right? He, A guy who turned it on for TV. But, man, he he just looked like a guy who couldn't care less about anything. He just rolled in. Woody uh, Page is a... Really, really good writer. Here's the guy that was the biggest surprise to me when seeing him in person. A TV guy that came to San Diego and you'd come for a Charger game every blue moon was Chris Berman. Chris oh, yeah. Berman is gigantic. I don't think yeah. people realize Chris Berman is 6'5", about 360. Big dude. Really big guy. And you're going, wow, Chris Berman's a big dude because a lot of these guys are much, much smaller than you yeah. think. The guy I sat next to once at a Charger game was Sal Palatonio. Oh, yeah? And his teeth were so fucking white. It was yeah. like like that ah. Friends episode. Yeah. 
And man, he wouldn't wouldn't stop talking, but he wouldn't stop swearing either, which I loved. That's because great. you don't see TV guys cussing every other words. Fuck this, fuck that, you know. And that was that was great. But when I always think of the baseball guys were the worst. They always bother me because I remembered yeah. what I did. I did live updates during the game, mm-hmm. and when the Padres weren't good, my whole row was just me, Ernie Martinez, and Brad Sondek. Yeah, that was it. The whole fucking row, three yeah, guys, three guys. And then you'd go down in the locker room, and the newspaper guys always hated radio guys like, like us. And they would we'd stand Wait. around somebody somebody famous, like let's say Andres Galarraga. Yeah. And they would all put their pads and, and pens away, and they'd look at you and they go, "You ask the question." Yeah. Because they don't want you basically saying, "We're going to do all the work for you while you record it." Yeah, and then you play our highlight. Yes. Yeah, and I so, get that. Yeah, so you I go, get it more now than I did then. At, but at the time, I was like, "I'll be happy to talk," because yeah. in my mind was always. If I ask a question, at least I can literally say, I, at one point, I talked to that guy. I I'll asked be a question, on my audio. Back. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm on the audio. So it was that was an issue for me. Maybe other cities it was an issue, but it wasn't an issue for me. But there was this guy from Philadelphia, and, and I don't know, he was a writer, and he had this greased back hair, and he's yeah. probably about 5'10", and as soon as I go into my updates, he'd get fucking pissed. He'd just throw his shit down and just go, fuck, now I lost concentration. Oh. And he'd wait for me to finish, and he'd be all looking around at everyone. Can this fucking guy behind me? You know, that move. Oh. And it went on for years. And yeah. and finally one day, I think I yelled at him at one time, like, dude, I got a job to do too. Yeah, shut up. Brad Sondek is three seats down for oh, me. No. Fucking with the free popcorn they used to give. Oh, you know? God, always. And he decides he's going to stand up and shoot for the hoop. And he's going to throw it away. <laughs> oh, no. And he's going to shoot over this guy's head. Oh, and he no. fucking hits the ceiling, and it just breaks all over the guy's head. And it's close. Oh, clothes. no. Well, the guy, I look over at Brad like, you going to step up and be a man? He just fucking sits right down. The guy turns around <laughs> and looks at me. He thought I took my popcorn and just dumped it on his oh, head. Oh, oh. And I, again, I'm looking at Brad. Ernie just head down. Oh, well, of you know. course. <laughs> <laughs> God. But I'm like, some, I'm like, the guy already hated me. Now he thinks I took popcorn and dumped it on him. Yeah. Did you tell him? No, I never told him it was Brad. I was like, Did- go ahead. Bl- blame it on me. But Brad didn't step up at all. Brad ran and hid. Yeah. But I tell you what, there there's not a lot of guys in that press box where you go, man, if things get uh thing things get nasty down at Moose's and PB. At least I know this guy can can handle it. Yeah. Not Ernie? Ernie the, can't fight a cold. Who was the girl? Because who was the girl that used to sit to our right? To like she worked for the pods on game days. Good looking girl. Do you remember? Her, mm. her name was Tabitha. Do you remember that girl? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. So she Oh, way back. Yeah, way back. Okay. Oh, I mean, she I, was great. So here <laughs> she she uh, always talked about like, she knew everybody. She knew Tupac. She knew all yeah. these NBA guys. She knew everybody. She was like the media relations. She worked for uh, Dennis Smythe. Yes. And Roger Riley. Yes. I know exactly. Yeah, God, I haven't thought of her in 50 years. Fuck, dude. So the the line that, man, I, I laughed out loud, but I looked at it like, what the fuck? Yeah. She, uh, Randy Jones had the barbecue going. Yeah. And Randy comes This in, is at uh, Qualcomm. At Qualcomm. Yeah. yeah these, are, these are Qualcomm stories. And Randy comes in, surprises me with a barbecue dish like he did for a lot of people. But he Always. gives me the big foot long hot dog and he puts it down. I go, thanks, Randy. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I go, this reminds me of my days of covering the NBA. And she goes, you aren't kidding. <laughs> and I went, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> she, if, uh, that's funny, Dave. I remember 
and probably anybody who's been lucky enough to do this, like I had a credential for the soccers, but I worked there. But when I got into media and I got my first credential, right? Yeah. Applied and they were like, you're approved. She's the one who gave it to me. Really? And, and so cool. God, I wonder what happened to her. And she said, I haven't seen you on the list before. And I go, yeah, this is my first year doing it. She's like, let me know what you need. And she was always so cool. Yeah. I tell you, man, that's the thing. There are just certain people that are so quick and so funny and that just get it. I, I think I've told this story on the air. One of the all-time, when I hear stories like that, I think of Laura Buxton. Yes. Laura Buxton, when I got here, was on... Channel 39, her and Morgino. And then she went and was crushing it in the morning on KUSI with Stan Miller and and CS. That's right. So Hedgecock, Hedgecock goes on vacation. And we had all these random people that had come in and filled in. And then all of a sudden on Friday, it's Laura Buxton. Well, I never met her. She came in, man, I tell you what, this is, again, 30 years ago, the coolest, the coolest person that ever sat in that chair for him was her. Yeah. So talented, so funny, so quick. And so I go in and I'm setting up the mic and I'm showing her where the talk back button is and what do you need? Keep an eye on this screen. For your cues. And she goes, hey, I got it. I've done this before. And I go, all right. I go, well, the people have been here for four days didn't know shit. She goes, well, let me tell you something. And we're like a minute out from the show. She goes, you do a good job. There's a blowjob in it. <laughs> Fuck it, hey. Hi. The funniest, just the coolest, funniest chick ever. And I loved Laura Buxton. Yeah. I was like, oh, what? Am I getting married to her? No, <laughs> damn it. But yeah, just so funny and talented. God, that's, yeah, Tabitha was like that too. Just got it. Just got it. And yeah, I like both of them a lot. What happened uh, to Laura Buxton? I don't know, Dave. She she doesn't really do anything media-wise. No. And, and they've invited her. There's a group of about 30 or 40 people that do a radio reunion every year. Yeah. And I went the first couple of years, and it was really fun because I could see friends. I got to meet Dean Goss. When I was a kid, Dean Goss was the morning guy on the Mighty 690 when they were a top 40 station. And when I was on that shitty bus, their Earl Warren every day, they would have his show on. And I just thought he was the funniest guy of all time. And here he is at this radio reunion. Got a chance to meet him and talk to him. God, he was Awesome. Gary Kelly and Gene Knight and Shotgun and uh, Frank Anthony, right? All the guys that, that I grew up with would show up. But then the problem was that you started realizing that it was all people that hated the business now and everything sucks yeah. and everybody sucks. I don't, I don't feel that way. Uh, I mean, there's so many people that you and I like that we care about that are still working in there, and I'm happy for all of them. But... um. But Laura was invited to a bunch of those, and I always wanted to just say 
to her, thank you for being so cool. Thank you for kind of showing like, hey, talk to the board up. Be cool to the board up. Be nice to them. Um, because you made me laugh that day. We had a lot of fun and I still remember it. So, but I don't know. I think she just, uh, she kind of is doing her own thing in I retirement. I can't find anything on her. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. But everybody, I had friends that worked with her at KUSI and I told them that story. They said, God, she was notorious for slipping in a one-liner, like yeah. right when you were going on the air, just making people laugh, keeping the room loose, man. Really, really nice person. You know person. what? She came to San Diego in 93, it says. No, way before that. It, well, hold on. Sorry, KUSI in 93, 88, she was at KGTV. KGTV in 88, yeah. but yeah. before that, she was on NBC from like 81, 82. She was yeah, like... Yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely right. So it's a 20-year veteran, and then she disappears, it says... So, yeah, she was – sorry, I'm going in the wrong order on this article. Um, MTSU, Middle Tennessee State University, comes out. You're right, absolutely right. She was here in 1980. Yeah. How about that at at NBC? Yeah. Yeah, a long time, and then 20 years, and then done. And then there's some video. If you look her up, there's nothing on her her age or anything, but it says she did something in 2015 where she did a reunion with Bill Griffith. Wow. Well – but not yeah, a, a, a lot of those guys, like, yeah, it, it was very strange. That morning show you mentioned on KOSI was extremely popular if you were here in oh, San Diego. Oh, yeah. Stan, Lauren, see us. And, and I think, Dave, the one thing that we've always said, there's not a lot of TV people that can go do radio because yeah. it's long and it's unscripted and you kind of have to be original and have opinion. Boy, man, she fit in perfectly. She really did. Just, yeah, so quick, opinionated, likable, funny, great voice on the radio. I mean, she just, yeah, I'm shocked. I'm shocked she didn't do more. And I don't know. I mean, really talk radio in this town was always political. I mean, by the time when Jeannie Cavett, who is another, yeah, just, as great a person as you'll ever meet, Jeannie and, and Clark Anthony were doing it. Like yeah. Laura probably would have fit in doing that, but by the time she was in the heyday of her TV yeah. time. You know, I think about this because, you know, we obviously do strolls down memory lane all the time. People yeah. always say to me, who are you talking about? Like yeah. they don't know. The names you just mentioned, most people that listen to our show don't know. No, they were, but, but the guys that have been here long term, you remember all of them. Somebody, God, I had... Somebody was saying names the other day that I hadn't thought of in forever. But yeah, we we remember those. And and I think I think for a lot of them maybe I don't know about a lot, but maybe a lot of uh, or in their each individual way sprinkled a little bit into this show. Maybe we took a little bit from all those different people, right? Who do you think are the ones that you took the most from? Mm. Well, I mean, I mean, now that you said that, it's funny. I don't think there there's anybody that I listened to in San Diego that I said I'm like that guy. I, Steve Mason was a big influence on me. One yeah. of the reasons I got into radio, but Steve has a habit that oh. I started doing that I said I got to break this habit, and I stopped listening to Steve. But Steve does a lot of us. Yeah, Bill handles the worst, and the the us are something you don't want to hear at all. It drives me nuts when people say the us. Bryce Harper, by the way, if you ever listen to Bryce Harper speak, he yeah. does uh, every other one. Uh. And it wears you out. Yeah. You're like, dude, you're, you've been interviewed since you were 16. How do you fuck this up over and over again? They can't find the comfort level. No. Um, for me, Dave, the ones 
Ken Kramer, I'll forever be indebted to because, I, I mean, that whole group, the KSDO group for me, I love those guys, man. George Riley, Ernie Myers, Ken Yearwood, Kramer, Roger, Stocks. <laughs> I love Bill Holland. Like, I, I was telling the guys I work with the Ron Reno story the other day, and they just looked at me like I'm the most evil guy ever. The day that Ron Reno got fired at KSDO, he was cleaning out his desk with tears in his eyes, hugging people. They were crying trying to figure it all out, and I'm in the studio calling Sporting News and having subscriptions changed to my name. Why? Who does that? What was the race? Why did he, Why could he I, wait till he's out of the building? I have no no excuse. You're evil, man. Baseball America, yeah. Sporting News. How did, what was your line to the people when you had them changed to your name? I just said, hey, we're, we're making a couple of changes in the sports department. We need this address to Jeff Dotson. Did anybody in the building hear you doing this? No, it was in a soundproof booth. What a dick move. <laughs> it's the, I literally have no excuse for what I did. And it's, yeah, that's out there with, yeah, Ron couldn't have been a better guy to me. He's taken down plaques, right? His picture from DZ Akins. <laughs> hey, Ron, sorry to see you go. I'd like to sit out here and chat. But I got to call Reader's Digest. Fuck. I don't know what my problem was. Complete asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that might be one of your worst moves of all time. Oh, no doubt about it. Anybody I tell that story to, they're just like, God. I go, yeah. I know. I get it. I'm not proud of it. I just try to figure it out. Um, but <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> right? That's, that's your move right there. That would be my move. That's yeah. what amazes me that you did it. But but the one out of all of them, Dave, that I give the most credit to, by far, by far, are Mark Jagger and Christy Knight. Really? 100%. By the way, uh, Suge Knight, as I've called her for 25 years, had knee replacement surgery, and so we're thinking about her. Two of the best people they ever. Are. I had no intentions of ever being on the air, never thought about being on the air. I was completely happy being a producer. And they said to me repeatedly, come down and do sports on the FM. And and they said, Mark and Christy both would throw me just a throwaway line. Uh, they would lead me in perfectly. Yeah. Lead me in and get out of the way. And I was just the producer down the hall. And Mark and Christy both said to me every time, no matter what you do, when you get on the air, don't try to be Jim Rome, don't try to be Saw, don't try to be Hank, do not try to be Ted, don't try to be Jagger and Christy. Be yourself. Everything you do, be yourself. Don't change. And they were the ones that drove Tracy Johnson nuts, which I found out years later, and saying you have to find a way to get him on the air. That's cool. And so, yeah. Jagger and Christie, by far. I love those two. They are um, great people. But, yeah, I mean, they were the ones. Because who knows what the fuck I'm doing right now? Working at Glidden. <laughs> Imagine paints. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. Where would I be? I'd probably be uh afternoon DJ at uh, Little Darlings. <laughs> How about a little green appreciation? Here comes Cinnamon. Who wants to hear a little bit of Bell Biv DeVoe? How's everybody doing out there? Remember, keep the mask on. Hands where I can see him. Now, coming out, it's Geekster. <laughs> oh! 
we have someone that worked with us that does that. You know, that that does the whole strip. My buddy Scott Morrissey worked at Star and Garter, where I was convinced I was either going to get hepatitis stabbed or both at about, uh, they were at about 38th and Uni. And I think the only way you could strip at Star and Garter is if you'd, um, if you had hernia surgery. (laughs) C-section. C-section, but like, um. Yeah, like open heart surgery. Yeah. Um, if you weren't interested in, right, having all your teeth, and uh, I'm trying to think of what songs they'd play. Like, hey, we're gonna slow it down a little bit right now, guys. Hope everybody's doing all right. Don't forget, it's two for one Midori night. We got Midori shots going. And then they'd play like "Baby, I'm Amazed." And you'd be like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> the stripper song. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who do we know that does that? I'm not going to say it. Say it. It's Danny. Yeah, yeah. He does? Yeah. At yeah. Uh, Pacers, right? I'm not sure which one he's at. I don't know which one he's at. All I know is there's there was talk in the past, because he worked his ass off for us, where I've said to him, you interested in producing again? I'm making good money here. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. That was it. Yeah. Because radio was fun. I'm making good money here. Yeah. Because they all tip him out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. When's the last time you were in Pacers, dude? Forever. I, you know, it's funny you say that. I'm trying to think if I ever was in Pacers. I've been to Pacers. I don't think I have. I, I I'm not lying. We yeah. tell everything here. Yeah. I, I would tell you the truth. I told you the first place I ever went when I came to San Diego. First day. I like girls. Like girls. So, yeah. Yeah. That girl that we said this a couple of weeks ago, when I worked at Santa Fe Liquor, there was a girl that came in there that worked there, and that was just the weirdest thing yeah and lay girls lay girls i remember my buddy boom and i went down because ginger lynn was signing picture taking polaroids for like 25 bucks yeah and signing them at that bookstore next door well the line of people was about a hundred deep and so me and did she, you see her at all uh i saw her because they kind of had her up on like a stage so you could okay. see her how'd she look Oh, dude, right? Yeah. 30 years ago, whatever this was, gorgeous. And uh, I was like, well, fuck, I'm not sitting in this line, all these sticky fingers. <laughs> so um, so Cheech and I went next door to Lay Girls. And the thing, Dave, I remember about walking in there, God damn, it was dark in there. So like, all of a sudden, you're like, yeah. oh, here, I'll go take a seat. And you sit down on old Uncle Fester, you're like, oh, and he's like, hey, come on back. Like, God, all right. What the hell? I got nothing else going. I need the money. And but it was so dark in there. And yeah. the and the girls were up on that high stage. Yeah. Like really high up. It was a high stage. Felt like I was at Symphony Hall. <laughs> I've never, as much as we've joked about it, you know, I've never once stepped foot in Little Darlings. Yeah, me neither. Me I neither. thought, where did you go see Lisa Ann years ago? That was... Um, was that the one down by the post office? Oh, God, it, was a, it was a deja vu, I think. I think it was over there by like where the 125 and 8 come together under the freeway. That's Little Darlings. Is, is that Little Darlings? Okay. Yeah. Was it used to be deja vu? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I just laugh because yeah. that place looks like it's about... I was trying to get her on the show. Yeah. And it's weird. I've never told her that. Yeah. 
She, yeah. But I was trying to, I went down there to get her on the show. Uh, and I was like, how are we going to get her on? I said, fuck it. We'll apologize after she comes on. What show was that? 1090. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, you got to tell her that. That's so funny. <laughs> I love hearing that. <laughs> well, dude, we got to right. ask her who's doing her bookings. <laughs> here's, okay, here's something crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I, I always think this. So I'll, I'll send a note. We talked about this on the show the other day, like Facebook, somebody's birthday. And there are people on there where I haven't written to them in a year. Mm-hmm. Until the last birthday. You know, my birthday things are usually happy birthday. Hope you have a great day. Yeah. And, I, man, it was Maria Arcega Dunn's birthday yesterday. Yeah. And Maria and I used to work together in TV. And she was always very cool to me. And if you follow Maria, who's now on Fox 5. And I think she does 4 o'clock news. I'm yeah. not sure. But she's very nice. But Maria has been battling cancer. Yeah. Until over the last year, she, she's on the road doing well. And I went and looked at my note from the year before because it's obviously it's right there. Sure. And I was like, God dang, this is fucking terrible. You know? And I was like one of those where you, like we talked about saying shit in the 80s that you're like, you would Mm -hmm. never say today. This shit I wrote a year ago, I would never say today. Like it made me cringe. Yeah. But you're right. That's what I was going to tell you. I knew you'd ask what I wrote. I said, uh, happy birthday, Maria. I'm glad to see you're doing well. Thinking thinking about you and, and watching you on the news. I hope you have a great, great day. And I put pretty girl. And, oh. I, and I was like, God dang it. What I Come write? on, because, Governor Cuomo. Beca- Dude, I did. It was creepy. And I was like, I think I said it because people, like, my sister battled cancer. When you're battling cancer, you just don't feel good about yourself. I got it. And to let you know, hey, you're, you're, you're doing good. Yeah. But just the just the wording, pretty girls, it was so fucking dumb. So disappointing. And it was. You. And what do you think her response was? Right. Fucking nothing, because yeah. she's creeped out. Yeah, she's like blocked and reported. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, this is now a private account. And I'm like, son of a bitch. And I was, yeah. I was like disgusted with myself. And I was like, fuck, I'm just gonna stick to happy birthday. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. It's just real basic. That's it. Fuck. Fuck. Idiot. Idiot. <laughs> God, dude, dude uh, I just said something. Something I just said to you came back in my mind is. I, we talked about eight and twenty-five where they come together. I had a yeah. crazy dream. All right, the other day, I'm driving eight west, mm-hmm. one twenty-five. That big turn to the to the one twenty-five. Yeah. Okay, yeah, dude. In the dream, I drove. I I'd lost control of the steering wheel. Drove right off the fucking freeway, oh, oh, oh. and I I smashed to the bottom. Like drove off, and I crashed like right to the bottom, like underneath the freeway where oh that, yeah, that I'm Ford on that dealership. drive all the time. I know you are. Yeah, right by Teddy Stevens. Yes. And I fucking, uh, I did in the dream, I completely like hit my face on the cement. Oh, it was so crazy. Oh, woke me up, but yeah, I was like, what the fuck? My it, teeth, it, my, my teeth. I was like, it was so crazy that the adrenaline going uh, through me, knowing yeah. that I'm falling 125 oh, feet, God. freaked me out. Yeah. Woke me bad. completely out. Yeah, bad. You ever have crazy dreams like All that? All the time. I was saying, this is, this is one, and I haven't had this for a long time. Maybe you had this in school when you were in. Think about Dave, like junior high PE. I don't think we did this in high school. May have already gone back to or go back to elementary school, but they would give us like these wood blocks that were probably a foot square, right? And they had four wheels underneath it, and you could sit on these things and and kind of move yeah. around, swim around on them. Remember those yeah. things? And I don't even know what the hell we were doing. 
What was the purpose of that? Were we playing like, would you sit? I can't remember. You have no idea. But I, God, there were 15 different times when I had dreams that I had one of those on the freeway. (laughs) And you're trying to keep up with traffic. So strange. With your arms? Yeah. Oh, my God. And you're down so low. People can't see you. And you go, oh. But, um, (laughs) no. Nothing. I just, nothing. No, nothing recently. The great thing is my one son talks in his sleep. Yeah. So loud. So we'll be sitting there, and he falls asleep. Cade falls asleep at like 8. So Jack and I will be watching a movie. Not now, Asher. No, we're not going that way to school. And Jack will just be like, hey, shut up. What? Were you guys talking to me? Yeah. Oh, he wakes up when he says shut up? But it's so funny. But no, I can't think of anything recently like that. But but there's always the ones. I mean, my my kids think it's great because we'll drive around down the '80s. We'll have the '80s station, and uh, power station will come on, bang a gong. I'll be like, "Hey, quiet! This is a song I sang at Live Aid. Shut up!" And they're like, "What? I don't even know what Live Aid is. They have no idea." I'm like, "Yeah, of all the bands that played at Live Aid, I had a dream like." Four days later, that I was singing "Bang a Gong" for Power Station. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The only two I remember that, and and this one we talked about about three weeks ago, where I was in jail with like the nicest girl in Cardiff, with like five of us in some holding cell, and she was so annoying in that dream that I held it against her for like five years. Oh fuck! Look who's over there. They're like, shut up, idiot. But no, nothing good recently. Oh my god! Yeah, I never get anything good. No, no, dude, I've never, I've never got laid in a dream. No, ever, right? Yeah, I have never got shot in a dream. All the time. People had said they got shot in dreams and fights in dreams, like you said, all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah. No, nothing like that. I don't I, know what the hell I'm doing for for years, as long as I can remember. I, I have dreams I get hit in the face with a baseball all the time. Oh, all the time. God, we should be so lucky. It's oh, yeah, it's weird. I've never been hit in the face with a baseball. No. For some reason, I, that dream's, I think, been with me since I was about eight years old. Yeah, everybody has one. And and I love it when you guys send things on social media. Uh, or thanks to, I think it was Joe the Barber, who said he liked Brian Gumble. Yeah. I've never, <laughs> <laughs> never done Brian Gumble in my life to the other day. But all right, two things we talked about the other day. Let's bring this okay. one up first. The oldest one. We were supposed to do this a couple of weeks That's ago. That's funny. I had a couple of responses to the show the other day. All right. So the coolest sporting event yes. that you remember seeing in person. Oh, well, for me, it was uh, – there are a couple things, man. It, it's an Alabama football game. We have oh, right. One, one, there's a picture right there to the side of you where we went. <laughs> it makes me laugh. But it's, yeah. it's Josh, Jake, and me went to see LSU Alabama in 2013. And then – Senior day at Alabama was cool. Alabama and Auburn, yeah. what was was awesome for uh, for us. And Josh got you know a, a game ball, senior game ball. It was awesome, but that was that was my favorite. Yeah. What about pre? Uh, what about pre kids? Um, or like non kid related, right? Like yeah, best event. Um, I, I I know what it is. The day Magic came out of retirement. His oh, first game back wow. against the Warriors. Wow. And I remember I was so excited to drive up to the forum. Yeah. Because Magic was my favorite player growing up, but I never got a chance to cover him in the media. And yeah. I was like, holy shit, I'm going to see Magic. I mean, the adrenaline, I don't think I slept for a day afterwards. I was so excited. It, yeah. it, it, it was it was incredible. 
Yeah, that that it was. Like we joked about that picture that was in the sports arena. I mean, people in San Diego, there were 15,000 of us in the building that night. We saw Magic against Jordan. Yeah. Like how fun is that? I remember I was thinking about fun events in that building. And uh, LA Kings came down here and played an exhibition game against the Calgary Flames. So it was incredible because Wayne Gretzky is playing in this building, yeah. playing in the arena. But anybody who was there that night, if I said to you, what do you remember about the Kings and the Flames San Diego preseason game? It was one of the all-time wildest hockey fights I've ever seen between Sandy McCarthy from the Flames and Marty McSorley from the Kings. They went at it for about two minutes in a preseason game. But my other non-Kings moment, and having been lucky enough to see Tyson and Super Bowls and anything else, this was the night. Uh, Gulls game. Gulls are playing the Phoenix Roadrunners, and I believe it was right around New Year's Eve. Mark Wolf, to this day, real good buddy of mine. So I was there, like I went to all these games, but on that particular night, I was sitting in and doing, uh, I was the color guy for Chris Sello. Super fun, talked over goals all the time. I was the worst. <laughs> the worst. I did it one time and told Dello I'll never do it again. I'm awful. But we had so much fun. And uh, you and I were at KFMB yeah. this time. So first period ends. Mark Wolf has a goal. And uh, Ello's got a bunch of pre-recorded shit for between periods. He goes, hey, man, you got 25 minutes. Go do whatever you want to do. So I go downstairs to see Mark Wolf. And he's sitting out there, and it's Wolf and a handful of other guys, Denny Purdy, BJ McPherson, the whole group. And uh, he says, hey, when are you going to put me on that show of yours again? And I go, you know what, Wolf? We don't put guys to get one goal on. We put goal guys on to get hat tricks, okay? You get three goals, you come back, talk to me. We'll figure it out. So he's laughing. They're all catcalling. I go back up, ruin the second period with Ello again. But in that second period, fucking Mark Wolf scores three goals. <laughs> now he's got four goals on the night. So I go, all right. Yeah. I got to eat crow. I got to go down. So I go down. And they're all waiting for me. And I go, all right, let's figure something out. Next couple of nights, you come on. We're laughing. And all of a sudden, they're going out on the ice. And I'm cruising back up to Ello. And here come about 25 elite security guys flying by me. What happened was Steve Martinson, the gulls, if you think about under the building, the gulls came out to the right. But Martinson, because he would walk along the boards, would go out the visiting team's side because he would walk by their bench to get to his bench. As he's walking to the bench, the goon for Phoenix, John Baduke, says something to Marty. Marty is a former enforcer. And next thing you know, head coach of the Gulls, Steve Martinson, is in a fight with John Baduke. Remember this? Yeah. And 
it's a full-on brawl. The thing that I remember is the late, great Barry Potomsky in the video would grab guys from Phoenix and one-punch. He one-punched like three straight guys, but I got trapped under there. So I missed completely like the entire third period with Ello. And uh, I finally got up, and he he was so excited because I'd been down there, and I could tell him everything that I saw, what happened, the whole thing. Uh, but the end of the story is they canceled the game, and Wolf didn't get credit for the four goals. <laughs> but anybody who was there that night, that was a wild-ass brawl. Remember that? I do. That led the news yeah. on every channel, and I think made Sports Center too. Yeah. Well, Wolf had been on with us a million times the after. The greatest. We did put him on a lot. It's... Uh, it's funny. They gave us sticks and jerseys and, yeah. and stuff like that. I literally had to turn around to see if that stick was there. I think I get, finally in the last year, I finally threw the stick away, the one oh. that I had. And I'm, I'm like, Tom. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Tom. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was his stick. I think it was like Jason Cordemont or something. Oh, that might have been, yeah. And Chad I, Wagner. Yeah. And uh, and it's funny. I used it once. It was a snake on my patio. And I fucking oh, slap shot so it happy. all the way to the street. It was oh, great. that'd make him so happy. Yeah, but, but I, I did use it one time. But then finally, I was like, I got to clean out this garage. What the fuck am I doing with this hockey stick? Yeah, I've what are you going to do here? Yeah, I keep looking around the garage. Play street thing. hockey up front like yeah. Wayne's World? <laughs> It was a lefty one, too. Car! Yeah, that's like, I've never played hockey in my life, but all of a sudden, I'm shooting lefty. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, whatever people had, I mean, with my sons, it's simple, man. Tatis Machado, opening day, and now, I think, Dave, I'm not 100% sure. I'm probably 40, 60, 50, 50, but remember how I talked about being an Aztec season ticket holder? Then we came to our senses on that. (laughs) I think, I, I, I don't even want to say it like that. I'm probably 40, 60, 50, 50. The Kings reached out to me, and they have a deal for the 21-22 season where I could do a 10-game weekend package season tickets with my kids. And you can just spread it out over 10 monthly payments, so it's like 150 a month for yeah. 10 months. And if you do it, you buy the 10-game package. The 11th game is, because we'd probably set up high, right? Uh, for the 11th game, they put you down in the lower bowl for free. Cool. And do a bunch of things. I've always wanted to be a season ticket holder. You always said you were Vanderbilt. You were a Raiders season ticket yeah. holder. I've always wanted to do it with my kids for something. And they love the Kings. Next year... A lot of young talent coming up. Uh, Turcotte, Quentin Byfield, Gabe Velarde, a lot of young guys on that team. So we're looking at it. I asked them. They were really excited to do it. So I don't know. Maybe I'll be a King season ticket holder. Because Why don't you do it? That's nothing. 125 bucks is nothing. No, it's it would be uh, for 10 games, it's probably 600. So it's probably 1,800 by the time you're all done. Okay. Yeah, eighteen hundred for three guys. How much does it cost you to fill up your car for gas? Uh, Thirty bucks. Yeah, you won't even miss it. Just do no, it. that's the thing. That's what I'm saying, and and it's for them. And the Kings have not had the best couple of years, but when I look at moving forward, anybody who follows hockey, uh, they have a lot of young guys that are getting ready to come up, and that twenty one twenty two team would be the first full season where all these guys are playing together, and I. I like that. I like the idea of being in there and uh, and being a part of it. So, Will yeah. you go all in and get your kids uh, Kings jerseys for every the, game? 
Dave, I told you, we already have them because we did that thing. Your, what number do you guys got on? Well, I'll tell you what they're going to get. So the Kings had this other deal where for 125 bucks, they gave you two really good seats to the game and they sent you an official jersey. So they have the brand new one, which are silver with the Kings logo in the middle and the black shoulders. Um, they'll get to determine, but I told them they should get 55 for Quentin Byfield, who was the number two pick in the draft. And as you 18 years old, 6'4", 225, incredibly classy guy, highest drafted African-American player. I can't wait to see the impact he has on not only Southern California hockey, but the game itself. Incredibly humble and super talented. But, I mean, Gabe Velarde is on that team. Alex Turcotte's on that team. They both love Dustin Brown. Uh, Jeff Carter, I won't let him get Jonathan Quick, but... Because it's leaving soon? Yeah, but I think, Dave, when we start going, what I said to them was, let's go to two or three games and see who stands out and who do you like. And right there at Staples Center, you can get the jerseys customized, so I'll let them figure out who they want. All right, the things that came up uh, from the show the other day. Okay. Number one, a few people were very upset you returned the soundbar. That you did something nice for yourself and you fucking returned it. It looked like a karate movie that was poorly dubbed. It wasn't synced up. I couldn't stand it. That's a you problem. You got to fix that. I know. Come on. Not everybody has that problem. Two, I got people upset that you're dumping the social media. They say you do it every six months. And I go, you know what? You're right. He does fucking announce he dumps his social media. Yeah, I I have not missed it. The one thing I looked at today and I don't know. I, I do check in to see memories. Um, and today there's two videos on there from my kids when they're probably about six and they're doing, it was the first time they each made it across the monkey bars. Yeah. And it's so funny because they're really tiny and they got Velcro tennis shoes on and they're just, man, it, they are determined to get across. And so I was trying to find a way to just save those videos to my phone and I couldn't get them to save and it made me really frustrated. So, but I, I'm, I don't miss, I, I, like I said, it turns out, I remember six, eight months ago going, God, I'm so sick of Twitter. I, I think I'm kind of made for Twitter. <laughs> you are made for Twitter. I know. I think you should be more active on it. Um, but Instagram, I, I don't really miss anything. And and Facebook when I I always just scroll to make sure I'm not missing anything yeah. when I when I go check the memories and then I'm out. So probably less than two minutes a day on and I don't even check Instagram. Here's the other one that people pointed out was okay. that you brought your contacts down to less than one hundred in your phone. Yeah, deleted thirty five people the other night. And people pointed out they still have you in there. So when people call you or text you, you aren't gonna know who the fuck they are. Yeah, but none of the people that I deleted really do text okay. me. Okay, so here, here's the deal. I thought in my head, mm-hmm. anytime you ever call me and go, because you've done this in the past, fucking type this number in your phone and tell me who comes up. <laughs> that I'm not going to answer. I'm going to say, you call back and you say, hey. hey I, I deleted you because yeah, I, I deleted, found you boring. Or just say I got a new phone and I lost some contacts. No, I'll tell you what, Dave, because while I appreciate your game, I fucking won't answer the text. Okay. You know that. Deal. <laughs> and it was like your phone they were people were saying does jeff understand his phone has a shitload of memory it's not going to affect his memory at all that yeah. just fucking keep the numbers in there what does it hurt 
But yeah. that, that was that was those were yeah. the things that came up I, in the comments on Patreon. It made me laugh. Well, I like all of it because I always say anybody who is nice enough to be concerned about you, whether you agree with them or not, yeah. I'm a, I just go fuck. That's really nice. So I appreciate everything. I don't miss the sound bar at all. I'm lucky. You and I have the same TV. We sit out here. You don't have a sound bar no, out here in the, the garage, here. and you can hear it fine. Yeah, we have no problem with the one this here. LG TV. But oh. Did I mention this the other day? I went to Best Buy. God damn. Going through that Best Buy, it's dangerous. Dan Williams, do something, right? Go turn this off for a second. <laughs> and now, Dave, they have those 55-inch Toshiba TVs that have the Fire Stick already built in, and it's like the 8,000 pixels. Dave, they're like 375 bucks. <laughs> so I'm thinking... Oh, I could buy this. It's a bigger TV than I currently have. And then I could give the TV I have to my kids. So I always make this mistake. This is a terrible dad move. And all of us should learn from it, mainly me. I always pitch the idea to my kids before I talk to their mom. I'm like, hey, what do you guys think? If I, I don't know, maybe I get one of these TVs. And then the TV I have in my room, if this thing has a fire stick built in, I just take the Roku and uh, we just transfer it over to you. You guys just have a little channels. Hey, that sounds good. Yeah, of course. I go, all right. Well, that sounds pretty cool. All right. Well, let's figure it out. I go, well, I'm not getting the TV today, but let's keep an eye on it over the next five, six months. Let's see what happens, right? So then I go and uh, I run into their mom. I go, hey, look. Uh, I might get this TV and then I can put the other TV in their room. No, you know better than that. Like, why? She goes, Jeff, shit, they don't go to bed now. And all they have in there, she goes, I go in there and they're playing Madden at 1030 at night and they got school tomorrow. Yeah. She goes, we can't do that. She goes, neither one of them have any self-discipline. They'll be watching Netflix. Don't you have Disney on there? I go, yeah. No way. She goes, they'll be watching every Avengers movie. It'll be four in the morning. She goes, I. Trades will go to shit. Yeah. She goes, I love what you're thinking. But she goes, no, they're not ready for that. Why don't you just buy the nice one, put the other one aside until you get your new place? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fuck, you're going to need more than one TV. I'm going to be like Jerry Weintraub. Just put that one in by the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Be the eye guy. I know. They're so nice. But like I said to my sons, I go, there's no reason to buy it now because wait six yeah. months and all the ones that are 1200 will be 500 Yeah, well, the deal is you wait for certain holidays where they go on sale. Like, yeah, Super Bowl. Super Bowl, 4th of July. I mean, there's fucking yeah. Memorial Day. They, they have a million ones. But the holidays come around and all of a sudden those TVs drop like crazy. That's uh, that's the way to go. All right, so two things I got to tell you. One is mm-hmm. I watched the Padre game on my iPad on MLB TV. Remember I told oh, you I bought it? It did yeah. work. I did get the Padres. They didn't block me out. Well, I'll tell you this. I checked in with uh, Jay Posner and Bryce Miller today. Bryce gave me no information that I needed. Did he tell you how to fish? Yeah, but uh, we were talking about because I told those guys. Teach a man how to fish. I'll eat forever. Well, I'll tell you the line my grandfather taught me, which is great, um, about fish and women. My grandpa, Grandpa Jewel, gave me the greatest line ever. I was a kid. He goes, hey, 
Fish ain't catching. Move the fucking boat. I go, shit, I like it. Don't just sit there all day throwing your cast in your line. Move the fucking boat. You go, yeah, I like it. Fish ain't catching, man. Move that fucking boat. Love it. But uh, so I checked in with Jay because Bryce had written a column saying, hey, Fox Sports San Diego, you need to pick it up. You're only doing 10 games. And so I said, hey, if I buy this thing for MLB TV, for my kids, are they going to get blacked out? And Jay said, absolutely. That, that you're done. If they were twins or angels or any other team. Yeah. But he goes, yeah, don't do it. Even though it's kind of weird that YouTube or Hulu or Sling, you can't get it. But the blackout rules do apply. Oh, so Damn. you're getting it for Dodgers or any other games. Yeah. But I think you're in trouble if you want to watch I mean, you have direct TV out here. Yeah, okay. no, I'm going to get, I'll watch Padres on regular TV. I'd watch any baseball on the But Don and TV. Mud weren't there, right? They did it from the studio. You know, I didn't even notice. The one today. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't notice. They were sitting where Pomeranz and Sweeney usually do. Yeah, it was, again, we told you the other day, don't pay attention to the score. Padres uh, fall 8-5. I think they're 1-3 in spring training. Nobody gives a shit. But uh, there's certain things you want to look at. Snell pitched today, yep. which was, I was glad that one was on TV. Did you see Woods tonight? No. Oh. <sighs> Oh, rarely do I get nervous about interviews, but I'm nervous about this one. And I'm like, another answer to a question nobody fucking asked. Fucking guy. Jesus Christ. Right. Poor Paul's got to hold his hand. Blake Snell on there tomorrow, which would be great. Okay, let me ask you. Does he drop the word I'm giddy? Because that's what he did last time with Tatis. I swear to God, Ben Higgins said something about that interview today that was so funny. And, and this credit goes to Ben. They said, and and Steve and Paul and Ben said this, they go, can we just make a pact tomorrow going in that we don't ask him about Kevin Cash? Like, we've all heard the answer, right? Like, he wrote about it. He's answered it a thousand times. Can we just not ask him? And Ben goes, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to ask him what he thought about game five. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God, yeah, ask him. Hey, what? What do you remember about game five? And Steve said, well, I was sitting in the bullpen. I was charting pitches. So I think they're going to sneak that in, which I found to be incredibly funny, right? Ask him about any game but game six. But that was before I found out Steve's hyperventilating on the front yes. porch tonight. Here's the question they, they should ask, Blake. What is it about Seattle? Anyone who's from Seattle loves their city more than any other city. Is going, that right? I don't know what it is. And that guy will go on and on how much he loves Seattle. So... He must be really excited about being a, a Padre. He's always talking yeah. about, hey, he says all the Playing right things. Playing for the Vetter Cup? But he's sitting there sharing a building with the Mariners. Yeah. Like thinking, I wish I was over there. This uh, is my team. Boy. This I, is my city. He, that guy loves Seattle more than anybody. I've only been there for a couple of days, and I had a whole lot of fun. But my buddy Lou Pate, our buddy Lou Pate did overnights on Cairo up there. God, he hated it. Yeah. Hated it. We worked with a guy that said he, he was so depressed all the time. Remember he said it drizzled every yeah, day. Yeah, Lou was like that too. Yeah. And he goes, it just, I mean, working overnights is tough enough. But I don't know. I, I was only there for a few days and had a whole lot of fun. But so, I, but I wasn't there long enough to give you a good answer. I was glad to see, uh, see that he got a chance to throw. So a couple things I want to ask you. Over or under for the Padres right now is 98 wins. What do you take? No, I heard 93. 98 according to well according to the latest Vegas odds were 98. I take the under. I do too. Yeah, I take the under, but I I'm not 98's the team record by the way. Yeah. I I'll take the under. I heard coach the other day, "Hey, we're probably 
I think it's probably an 86, 87 win team. I go, who is that what he said, really? Yeah. What the fuck's he talking about? Him and Barton. And I'm like, why the fuck do these guys hate the Padres? Who put? Who is doing this? Eighty-six wins. What is he? At? Does he realize the Giants, Rockies, Diamondbacks are all in that division? Division. I, you only faced the Dodgers nineteen times. Don't yell at me. I'm not the guy programming that oh. fucking place. <laughs> um, so MLB, by the way, put out their top ten. Yeah, they have the Padres at number two. The God number two damn. team. How great is that? Yeah, it's eighty-six wins. What are you fucking high e. again? And not USIU. Um, I don't know, Dave. Like when I look at it. A lot of things going on, right? Injuries are always a factor, the whole thing. I mean, if they're 93, 90, I mean, I, I definitely see them over 90 wins. Too. And so at that point, if you're if you're going between 90 to 94, who gives a shit, right? Yeah. Uh, over 90 wins, I think, is it. But I remember you and I sitting in here last year. We thought they were insane. All the people had said this was going to be a playoff team, and we found out quick, and it was great. We yeah. found out quick we were wrong. So uh, I defer to a lot of them. Well, that, it's amazing. Cool. It was just two years ago. I think our wager on the show was seventy-seven wins. Remember that? Yeah. And they were way under. Way under. Yeah. But that, that that's nuts. All right. My other question for you concerning Padre baseball: Are the mm-hmm. Padres becoming a team across the country that people are starting to hate? Not meaning you hate the Padres, but that they've gotten good. They've gotten players fast. You know, all of a sudden they're a talk of baseball. Well, Our other fan bases, do they hate the Padres? Not at this point, but it could happen quick. And my example that I would give you is the Chicago Cubs. Because if you think back to the World Series team, right? And you had Rizzo and you had Bryant and you had Phil Schwarber and a few of those other guys, right? Think about yeah. who was on that team. And you look at them and go, man, this is a really fun young team. Joe Madden, part of it, and uh, and all of a sudden, people went from liking that team to being like, I fucking hate that team, right? Um, <laughs> I'll give you another example. Probably a bigger example would be the Idiots with the Red Sox when yes. you had uh, Millar and Damon and all of those guys, Veritech, yep. and you went from like, oh, God, look at these guys. They look like a men's league softball team. Wouldn't it be great if they beat the Yankees and then they did beat the Yankees and you're like, God, I fucking hate this team. So, no, I don't think they are like that now. Um, uh, My hope, and I think too, Dave, the personalities are going to change so much just over the next two to three years, right? I mean, Clevenger's here for a couple, Snell's here for a couple, but Myers and Hosmer only have a couple and then you're going to be changing it out. So... I think the Padres' personality will be determined nationally, always will be determined by how people view Tatis. Yeah. And if Tatis is still that guy because that people love to watch, I mean, I feel like until he, until everything changed, like I feel like people love Sammy Sosa. Like they never turned their back on Sosa, right? And then, he, yeah. Yeah. No, I got it. But I'm just saying there was never a point where his personality were people like, hey, Sammy. Take it down a notch, okay? We've seen enough out of you. People were always excited to see him because he was having fun playing the game. Yeah. So I think that team's personality will be determined by him. I, I agree with you. I think right now, not only is he the face of the team, he might be the face of baseball because, right now. Because, Dave, I hate the Dodgers because it's the Dodgers yeah, who course. I've hated. The Yankees, Dodgers, Cardinals have all yeah, done that. Because it's the Dodger team that I've hated for 40 years. But it's not that I hate Cody Bellinger. I sure as hell don't hate Mookie Betts. 
when you go out, I don't hate Kershaw, right? I don't know about Bauer. Trevor Bauer may get on all of our nerves relatively quick. Yeah, he will. I don't think really anybody hates Justin Turner or Seager. So you hate them as an entity because it's the Dodgers and, and they're the main rival. Yeah. Um, but I don't think individually it's who they do. And if people start all of a sudden hating the Padres because they're good and they come in and beat up on your team, that'd be kind of cool. I think it will be one of those where if you aren't a Dodger fan and the Padres are playing the Dodgers, people across the country automatically root for the Padres. You root yeah. for the underdog. I do think, too, um, I really think they were smart and they probably there's a part of them that thinks they should have done it earlier. Going back to the brown and gold was a great idea. You like it. Has to. It, dang it. I tell you what, I like I like the white ones. Yeah. But man, I'm not a fan of anything else. You don't like the alternate road jersey? Not at all. Not at all. I, I thought I did, and then the more I look at it and I look at everyone else's uniform, I'm I'm not a, just not a fan. Well Canapa agrees with me. Oh, who cares? What? what did you just say about Nick? Yeah. I told him. What if we start putting cigarettes out on your forehead? <laughs> Um, Who, oh, I think it was Heather Myers also said the same thing. I, she I, better but, watch it. Yeah, she's not a fan of the Brown. Well, I'm a fan of hers. Yeah. So I, <laughs> Good for you. That was a smart move. I'll hold it against you and Nick. I sure won't hold anything against her. She's an angel. You know Even, what makes me laugh, honestly, is that people are going to want that to tease rookie jersey eventually. Like, you know, I was there That the was beginning, a funny line, yeah. And they're going to have to get the old white and blue think- one. I don't think anybody's going to care about it. It's not like a rookie card. Well, the it's, rookie it's card like is Kobe, what's funny. Yeah, but like Kobe's rookie jersey, people always, if you're a Kobe fan, you wanted mm-hmm. that eight old style Laker jersey before they changed the uniforms when they went to Staples. And it would make, cracked me up thinking about it. But I'm watching today. The brown with the white pants, not terrible. The brown with the gray pants, I was like, this is fucking ugly as shit to me. Is that what they had today? No, they had white pants. It didn't look yeah. terrible today on TV. It didn't, those, look, it, wasn't, it didn't look terrible. Those home jerseys are outstanding. So, They're and, really great. And, and that's it. The The home make it, to me, make it decent. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't think I'd like the alternate road. Those are the ones that we sat in here and told you they blew it. And I think they're kind of cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, so it's funny. Jerseys, I had this conversation with my kid today. I asked him, I said, do kids your age wear jerseys? Because I went to a, a couple bars with him when he was in college just to see what yeah. college life was like with him. And, and you see, it was a thing where guys were wearing jerseys. He goes, in PB, you cannot wear a jersey into a bar. Really? He goes, yeah. He goes, they've had too many fights break out between wow. someone that doesn't like a certain team and just, yeah. hey, you can't wear jerseys in here. Well, at a certain age, right? Don't the jerseys you know, go I, away? Yeah, but you know what? We say that about a lot of things. I don't know what the in-style thing on that is for someone in their 20s. You know what I'm saying? No, I get it in your 20s, but circling back to what I said with the Kings. Uh, okay, here you go. Before you say what you're going to say with the Kings, mm-hmm. I was thinking about it right now. When you talked about your kids getting 55, mm-hmm. that's a guy for their fan base, their age. Yeah. For your fan base, your age, if you were to get a jersey, you got to go with someone that you loved in the 90s or the 80s. 100%. Yeah, 20, you- 22, Kim Bumgarner. Is that who you'd grab? My all-time favorite king. See, and, and there you go. To yeah. me, you, you don't go grabbing quick now. No, I you, don't. You, you've been a Kings fan forever. Yeah. You get someone when you loved the Kings. Yeah, 22, Kenny Baumgartner was my first favorite king. Yeah. Because when I started, I mean, we've said it, that team was insane. They were so fun. But but um, I only have, well, I have the Boach game jersey. Yeah, the, the Giants one. Giants that I wear all the time because it just means a lot to me. Not a Giants fan. Um, 
And for the Super Bowl, this was really funny. For the Super Bowl, I went over to barbecue at my kid's house with them, and I pulled out the Raider Van McElroy jersey that their mom had gotten me. And she giggled and laughed the whole time because she said, your idiot kids are like, well, he never wears it. She's like, well, where is he going to wear it? She goes, I know what it means to him. I know exactly what it means to him. And he probably doesn't want to run it through the washing machine or yeah. spill barbecue sauce or blood or grass stains. Yeah, she's like, shut up. Let me ask your opinion. So that was <laughs> uh, that was really fun. But when we were doing the Kings jerseys, I just wanted to get it for them. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, if you're a season ticket holder to any team, I like when the families jump in and grab the jerseys. Yeah. You know? so, I like when the Padre fans do it. It doesn't yeah. matter. I just like that, hey, I'm in. I'm all in. We're here all the time. This is our team, and we're going yeah. all in. Yeah, so it kind of worked out pretty cool, and they'll have them. But I'll, I'll let them, Dave, I'll let, like, for me, I'll point them. I would say Byfield's pretty cool, but there'll be a lot of 55 Byfield jerseys. they'll both get the same number, or you think they'll pick different because they don't want to be interesting. Um, good question. I think they're both going to be really excited because by, I, I don't want to make the Kobe comparison because just – Kobe's amazing, right? But when he came in, he really the city fell in love really quick yeah, they with did. him. They needed it. They didn't they have anyone it. else. And and Byfield could be I'm not saying he's going to win 5 Stanley Cups, but because of who he is and the personality that he is and the special talent and the young guy and just humble and cool, just cool. Um, I think you know, like Tatis, right? When Tatis came up and he was 21 and young and cool and a stud, it's the same type thing. And so uh, as much as I'm excited for Alex Turcott and Gabe Velarde and, and other guys on that team, I think Byfield could be the face of the NHL in a few years. And that's really, really exciting, that's along cool. with Alexi Lafreniere and Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid and a handful of other players but uh, but yeah, if there's somebody that they go, man, I I really like, you know, if they're like, I love Ali Mata, I'm probably gonna be like, no, we're, we're, not, <laughs> we're not doing that. Doing that. <laughs> yeah, but if they, uh, right, but if they if they're looking and they go, hey, I like Alex Turcott or I like Gabe Velarde or or you know what, I, Dustin Brown, I love, and that was kind of the way they got introduced. So yeah, we'll figure yeah, it out. That's funny. All right. Hey, I want to mention Alan Taylor. I know today was a rainy day in San Diego, but that's rare, as everybody knows. Now's the time to get that pool. I told you the other day that I have four friends that added water to their pool just this week. Yeah. One of them sent me a picture today, a different person, of showing they're digging the hole. Like, it, oh, it's wow. ready to go. The whole backyard's outlined. They're digging the wow. hole. Wow. Ready to go. And so it's awesome. There's nothing like getting a brand new pool. Taylor made pools, and Alan Taylor know exactly what they're doing. They've been doing it more than 20 years throughout San Diego County. Make sure you call Alan at 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Man, it's March, and it is crazy to think as quickly as time has flown by already that in just a couple of weeks we're going to be changing those clocks. And right now when we're sitting here at 830 at night, man, it's going to be 930. And that doesn't mean a whole lot now. But when it does mean something is at 4 o'clock in the afternoon or 5 o'clock in the afternoon when the sun's staying out. And think about for all of you that are putting in very long days at work, whether you're working from the home office 
or you're driving into the office, can you think of a better way to relax at the end of the day than coming home and getting that perfect tailor-made pool? I can't. Go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Under the sponsor page, you can see what Alan and his team have done for so many of your neighbors. Let them do that same special treatment for you. Absolutely. Look, right now, if you're looking for a new website, you're looking for a new way to make business, uh, to make money in business, the website's the way you start everything off to make sure it's going to work. It's the way we just talked about with your phone. What's, what do you do with your phone? Obviously, you aren't going to sit there and just get in the car and go. You're going to check things out on the website first. The guy that can make that good uh, situation for you is Kyle Fluger. He's done a great job for us. 619-500-6621. Get on his calendar. 619-500-6621. All right. I talked about the idea of being a keen season ticket holder. And they sent me a link that they have on their website, which is unbelievable. And what it does is I can go to any section in Staples Center, click on it, and it gives you what your exact view is of the ice right there. Exactly. It's unbelievable because remember in the old days when you had Teleseed or Ticketmaster and you would go there and some guy sitting around in an Iron Maiden t-shirt would pull out the old three-ring binder and flip to the page and different things would be highlighted yellow or blue. Remember you go to the phone book in the front of the phone book? yes. And the seating charts, and you're trying to grab a pencil and a magnifying glass to pencil back nine rows and in seven seats. That's what the Kings are doing. And what the Kings, by doing that and giving me that opportunity to say, hey, Jeff, just click here, and this is the seat that you and your kids will have, it's absolutely unbelievable and probably made them a sale. So... While you don't necessarily need the 3D view of Staples Center for your website, boy, your competition is finding ways to make their site better. You should be doing the same. Call Kyle. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. All right, Dan Williams, his name comes up all the time. Right now, people are curious to know what to do with their money. Ran into a a good friend of mine today that's come across tough times in the last year as far Mm -hmm. as losing jobs and trying to regroup and figure out what's going to happen, you know, as he's gone through COVID and as I said, look, man, it might just be a hiccup right here. You yeah. want to call Dan. Why don't you make sure that you get everything up in order? You want to be out of debt. You don't want to sit there and run up those credit cards up. If you're in the market for a home, again, he can help you buy that first home. But we mention this all the time. Yesterday was Tuesday. Be smart. Go on YouTube right now as, as Dan will sit there and give you lessons every single week. Borrow Smart, two-minute Tuesday. It's right there, Dan Williams, 858-688-6813. Could be the best call you ever make, 858-688-6813. Well, I told you on Monday that that family friend of ours who just a couple of weeks ago was facing forbearance and had a huge balloon payment coming up on a home that he lived in for 20 years, was really upset, stressing out. Dan stepped in was able to find a way to get a three-month extension, which could find this guy an opportunity to get into a reverse mortgage or a loan modification. All we know is that it took the weight of the world off of this gentleman's shoulders. And the coolest thing about it, that gentleman who's a family friend turned 70 today. Good. And he is downstairs uh, at uh, with my kids and uh, their mom, who is such a friend, and she said, man... He was smiling and laughing all night good. because the weight of the world is off his shoulders. He's in good hands with Dan. And just a couple of weeks ago, boy, he didn't know where to turn. And can you imagine going into your 70th birthday wondering, am I still going to be in this house in two months? And tonight he can relax and, and get a good night's sleep 
and be thankful for the people there that are helping him. And that's what I said to Dan yesterday when I talked to him is I go, I, I really appreciate it. You did it again. Uh, what a home run. So 858-688-6813. Absolutely. Don't forget about Brian Curry when you're ready to buy that home. If you're in the market right now and thinking now is a good time to sell, so many people are leaving California or they're looking to look to a different place to live in California, Brian Curry can find you where you need to be. You get you pick the neighborhood. He'll put you in the right neighborhood. Brian Curry is your guy, the best real estate agent we know. He's been doing it more than 20 years as well. 619 619- Two five one one five eight eight. Time to get away from your friends that just got their license. Make sure you call Brian Curry, 619-251-1588. I don't know why my kids and I do this game. I think it's because I'm screwed up and they're screwed up. <laughs> but if we are driving around and we find ourselves, and last night we were in El Cajon, and we're just kind of stopping to grab a drink, and all of a sudden we look, and the building behind where we're grabbing a couple of sodas and a milkshake, uh, we look, and there's a big tough shed. I don't know what it is about tough sheds, those yes. things, but we love those things because we look at them and you go, all right, we put that thing in the backyard. What do you got rolling back there? And it's unbelievable. Well, we're going to put a mini fridge. We're going to put a bed. We're going to put a TV Right, all these different things. They want to do the ultimate, like, uh, not the not the she shed, right? But our friends have this, they had kind of like a small little area in the back, and they turned it into like this ultimate guy cave because the husband has a TV and his PS4 and speakers and everything back there. It's cool. They're going to die in August. They're going to fucking burn up in there. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? Tell you got, your kids to aim big. Steve got, Harvey has two mansions. Yeah, we got a fan back there. <laughs> Jesus So, but then the thing that sauna. I said to him. You're going to jail, dude. Well, I said to him, I go, you know what? I go, that's kind of fun. But I guess we could just call Brian Curry, get an actual yes. house. They're like, they, yes. Holy fuck. So we enjoy thinking about what how we. Shit. Well, I'm not saying we're going to live in the tough shed. Not yet. I hope not. Just put your goddamn bike in there and a basketball. What the fuck's wrong That's with it. you? That's it. The pump? <laughs> can never find a fucking needle. Yeah. Oh, but God, there's so many cool neighborhoods, Dave, in and around San Diego that don't have a tough shed. Thank but I God. tell you what, your kids act up. You get back in there. <laughs> you get back Come back in. out here whenever. But wherever you want to live... Get that big backyard. Put that shed back there and have your ultimate, uh, man, you got your mansion, and then you got your little house back there. I mentioned it. Icon earlier, Jerry Weintraub. Be the Jerry Weintraub of San Diego. Brian Curry can help you out. <laughs> All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We have two for March 3rd and two for March 4th. We're okay. going to go off with first one is for March 3rd, Julie Bowen. I Modern like Julie Family. Bone. She's cool. Dude, I hate when she's interviewed. I, I like her on on Modern Family. She was fine, and she was yeah. fine in Happy Gilmore. Dude, yeah. She's the most annoying girl on the planet. Oh, why do you wants, say that? Because you won't shut the fuck up. Oh, Julie. She talks too much. Damn it. Turn it off. Turn it off. 47. 51. Really? Yes. Uh, 25 million. $18 million. God, they shortchanged here. <laughs> Jessica Beale. Oh, wow. Married to Timberlake. Yeah, but I'm just counting her money. I'm not I counting got Timberlake's it. money. 44. 39. Oh, goddamn. Sorry. Great body. Yeah. Uh, 25 million. <laughs> you said the same for the other one. Yeah. And they're both worth the same. They're $18 million. $18 million. Wow. 
All right, March 4th, Chaz Bono. Mm. Uh, 51. Very close, 52. Boy, but this is just his money. Yes. Not share slash Sonny yes. money slash share money. Yes, until share passes. I'm going to say, well, I don't know if Sonny had money. I'll say $3 million. It says $800,000. Wow. $800,000. right, last yeah. one on here is Patricia Heaton. Do you know oh, who she yeah. is? You yeah, of course. Is? Okay. From Everybody Loves Raymond. Yep. 64. 63. Really good. $10 million. $40 million. Wow. Remember, she was also in that show in the middle. Yeah. I never saw that show. A horrible show. One of the worst shows in the history of TV. And Eric Weddle said it's his favorite show. I was like, Weddle! What the fuck, Eric? I thought so much of you. And then now you picked the Don't worst forget, show we got to do time. lineup, too. We promised to do Padre lineup before we get out of here. Are we doing a Padre lineup? Yeah, we said we had to do it tonight. Oh, okay. I thought we went through a Padre lineup, what we're going to do. No. We're sitting batting order, you mean? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good deal. All right. Five random questions. Okay, I'm ready. All right. What's the last thing you bought for your kids that they really enjoyed? Mm. Uh, I like that. Last thing. Oh, um, I th- I think it would be. I would say Madden because they're in the game. You're in the game. I'm in the game. Josh is in it. Woods is in it. Costa's in Costa's it. Costa's in it. What positions Costa play? Uh, we haven't played linebacker. Okay. Steve's, nice. Steve's playing right tackle. Good. But we... Do, we you ever, do you ever make him eligible and throw the ball to him? <laughs> Not yet. But we bought the Patriots. Yeah. And then we moved them to San Diego. And oh, we have oh, this insanely okay. cool stadium, the San Diego Aftershocks. And Cade's a left-handed quarterback, and they, they have a blast with it. So I would say uh, Madden football, and then I think just the regular football that we throw around. I mean, we, we throw the – sock to Sean Salisbury the other day, and I was saying uh, – he posted a picture on Twitter. Yeah. And it's him in the old-school Viking jersey, the road jersey wearing number 12. And I told him, I go, bud, I am out slinging it every weekend with my kids. And I said, I think I'm going to pull the trigger on a throwback number 12 Salisbury white Viking jersey. (laughs) He was all fired up. Now, remember. Did he say he would sign it for 75 bucks like Pete? No. What I appreciate about Sean is that we're still friends, even though I've told him numerous times. Two guys that I'm incredibly close with, Mark Grant who yesterday sends me a text message, and it's pictures of tickets to Game 5 of the 91 World Series. Okay. Um, All right, it must have been Game 6. He had four tickets to Game 6 of the 91 World Series, a sports page from Atlanta that said one chop away, and a game program signed by all the players from 91. And Mark sent me a picture showing all these things with a text that said, don't worry, I'm still walking. Because because whenever the Gene Larkin comes up, and I always tell Mud that I left the San Diego State party when he got traded for Kevin Mitchell, and my Sean Salisbury story is absolutely true. I was so mad that when he became the starter, I canceled my subscription to Viking Update. I love that. Yeah, Sean 
puts up with it. I don't know that he loves it as much as we do. But I'm going to pay him tribute by getting the uh, number 12 Viking jersey. Okay, so here we go. Which person over 70 would you fuck, Mary kill? Oh. Ra- Raquel Welch, who's 80. Okay. Dolly Parton, who's 75. Okay. Sophia Loren, who's 86. Oh, damn. Damn. Uh, Raquel Welch, fuck Dolly Parton, Mary. And I absolutely love Sophia Loren. Uh, yeah, I, come on. You might break her hip. I know. I hate doing that. She's a legend. But I got to see what Dolly, I can't let Dolly go. Come on. It's an option there. But Raquel Welch. So I hear Raquel Welch is a bitch. That's why I have the same so exact order what? you have. Did you I, ever see Kansas City Bomber? Y- yeah. <laughs> movie changed my life. What year did that come out? I think I was one. Like, dude, find it. <laughs> buy the, when's your birthday? I'll buy the DVD for oh, your birthday. Oh, gee. By the way, did your kids ever see Vegas? Your DVD set? Uh, we haven't watched it yet, yeah. but we'll get there. Oh, it's horse shit. You got to let me know what they think. When's the that. last time you watched it? Dude, I never watched it. I was asleep by the time that shit came on. What Judy Landers. I, I completely forgot I had it. I think I paid 35 bucks for that. I think I was five. What do you mean? My parents had me asleep. Well, you need to. I remember trying to fall asleep. My dad playing police woman in the background. Angie Dickinson. <laughs> I, put I her should in look. This list. All right, who co-starred with Angie Dickinson? I have no idea. Earl Holloman. Dude, I never saw the show. I just heard Police the music. Woman? Yeah, I just heard the, heard Holy the music. Holy fuck. I got to see if that's out on DVD. I'm sure it is. You know what else is out? Big Bad Mama. Angie Dickinson. As my friend Matt Vaskersion would say, Santa Maria. <laughs> Woo! Oh, my God. I'm lightheaded. Open that garage door. All right, which former Padres player do you wish was on the roster for 2021? Oh, um, uh, 2021, who would I like on this team? Probably somebody who's, uh, well, I mean, Max Fried would be kind of nice. That would be nice. Right. Right. Um, I don't feel as bad that Trey Turner's not here. People love Trey Turner. No, I got it. Um, Trey would be at center field right now. Grisham would be in the corners. I was wondering if he'd be at second. Oh, that's interesting, too. Um, boy, I tell you, Dave, probably Max Freed. That's a good call. That's yeah. a great call. Max Freed would be something else. Who do you got? I love the Freed thing. I was thinking even closer to last year, I was thinking I'd rather have Rosenthal. I'd rather have, uh, or, or even Yates, any of those guys, if they can play like, like we expect them to play. But I, I like the I like the Max Freed I'd like thing. To have, I tell you, I'd like to have Anthony Rizzo at first. That's a good call. That's, yeah. That is crazy as fuck, man, by the oh, way. That, the cash for Rizzo deals nuts. Yeah, that was Josh Burns who did that, oh, right? Oh, my gosh. It's nuts. Terrible. All right, here we go. Do you know more of people's middle names or more of people's phone numbers? Off the top of my head? Off the top of your head. Um, do you have more friends that you can know their middle name, or do you know more friends who you know their phone numbers? Like, if I, you didn't, couldn't look in your phone. Oh, I, I don't know anybody's yeah, number. I don't either. So, because I know nobody's number. Um, Do you know anyone's middle name? That's really Well, funny. you know Costa. Yeah. There you go. I like that people were calling him out Lou the other day. Yeah, I know Lou. I know, uh, man, I know my ex-wife. Your middle name, Lou? No, my, my dad's name was Lou. No, I, I met him. I know his name. I don't even know if I know your middle name. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I used Is it to with get a J? Part. No, it's with an E. Oh. I don't know your middle name. Oh, it's funny. Um I do know your middle name. Yeah, it's my dad's name. Yeah. Um 
God, that is really. I I mean, it would have to be middle names. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. So it's like one to nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like one to nothing. Oh, that's funny. Phone numbers used to be great. Well, I know Flug's number, but I swear for the life of me, or I know Dan's number, yeah. but I honestly can't remember Flug's. I, I know you have them writing down. Brian I, Curry. Yeah, well, no, it's funny. Is, I can't tell you any of these guys' numbers, and I say them twice every night. I don't have anything written in front of me when yeah, we roll in here. No, Jeff, so, no, Jeff never ever has anything written in front but, of me. But there's something kind of... It's it's a little bit like the jingle for Dan's eight five eight six eight eight six eight one three right? It sounds like Corky's. Yeah. <laughs> and no offense to Al or or to to BC or to Flugs, but I I can't remember their numbers at all. Oh, that's funny as shit. God, we're dumb. Yeah, real dumb. All right, here we go. Would you rather live in San Diego with no contact with your family? Yes. Or live in a third world country where you have full contact with your family? Oh fuck! No, I could live here. This would be great. <laughs> this is great. Be fucking great. All right. Good. Uh, who can I, can I talk to my kids? No, you have no contact. They're out. They're out. Fuck. You gotta go through the world, dude. God, this is great. No, fuck it. Be right. great. I just told you I got rid of thirty-five people the other day. My those all. Let's see, who's left? My brother. He could be easily on the next thirty-five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my sister, I hear from every now and then. She could easily be on the next thirty-five. My dad, he, I'm ringing him up. He'd be like, "What? Do you have a setting on your phone for favorites like I do?" Yeah, you know who was on it. I didn't know how I set it. This is so goddamn funny. You say that. I had no idea how I set this. This is honestly true. I had you on there, my kids' number, and the third one was not their mom or anybody else. It was our boy Felix Taverna. Is that right? I have no idea what I hit, but the cat, who I love like a family member, and congratulations to the cat. His his racing show is 10 to 1090. Fantastic. Uh, Dude, I love Felix Taverna. But I I was like, how the fuck is this maniac in my favorites? (laughs) I have no idea how I did it. But yeah, that's it. All right, here we go. Last one. If you could change one thing about your childhood, what would it be? Oh, I like that. Uh, Oh, no doubt about it. I would have had that fucking ACL surgery when it first happened. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Not waiting 18 months. Hobble around like Sammy Davis Jr. singing Bojangles. Yeah, fuck it. Oh, that's funny. What would you change? Oh, dude, it's easy. I wish my dad took more of an interest in having a son. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds bad to say. Dude, I've never played catch with my dad. Like, I lived with my dad. My parents weren't divorced. Is that right? Dude, we never did anything. How much did your dad tell you he loved you? All the time. Oh, that's that's one thing he did all the time. He did it more than anyone I've ever met. Like, anytime anytime we're in the car just driving in the street for nothing, he would say it. Every day, every conversation yes. with my kids ends yeah, that no, way. Yeah, my dad would do that. Has to. But, um, but as far as an interest in going to games or, or doing sports with me, no, it was, it was never. I went today to, I'm still in the market trying to get a pair of shoes. And so I went to Dick's today. And my kids, for whatever reason, want a pair of football gloves. Right? Okay, yeah. Well, you throw football with them every goddamn yeah. yeah. So they think it would be very fun to get it. You know, fucking youth football gloves are like 35 oh, bucks a pair. It's $40, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. So, oh, yeah, I would do that. I, I'll tell you the other thing, too. And, and you know this. I think all of us have somebody. Who's the girl you made the Jack Wilson or Jack Wagner? Wilson. Would you have made a more concerted effort to chase her? 
No, I fucking did the best I could. She was she was out of my league. Like she was overmatched. I, I just wasn't ready. Like I wish I would. Looking back at it, yeah. I completely fucked it up. Like she would say, "Hey, meet me in the theater," which is a hundred percent dark because yeah. no one's in the theater at seven thirty in the morning. We'll make out. Oh, nice. Well, who who doesn't show up? This guy, nervous Nelly. I was. I was so freaked out. Uh, no, it's no doubt about it. The other thing is, too, the girl that I dated in high school who became my roommate, she and I both said, we just kind of, we all knew we just didn't take advantage of it. I, I should have. That would have been great. She absolutely was the one. And she knows it today. Married. This fucking girl does the funniest shit ever. And she does it because she makes, it literally fucking makes me laugh every time. We were talking, she was watching... Is Maury Povich still on? I have no idea. One of those shows during the day was on, and a guy, I don't know if it was Springer, what she was watching, right? And she called me, and she's dying laughing. And she goes, you know, I thought we had a pretty good relationship, but I'm really disappointed. And I go, why is that? And she said... Because she's watching one of these shows, and the guy and the girl are arguing, and they're trying to get it together at the end. And the guy said to her, listen, baby, you know you're always my boo. And she goes, how come you never told me I'm your boo, right? This fucking maniac, I'm dying laughing. She's married. She will send me text messages and has done it ever since she saw that thing. What's up, boo? I fucking laugh every time. It is so funny. But, yeah, she knows it. Yeah. She's married today. She's like, oh, we fucked that up. She's like, <laughs> she's like, my mom wanted us together, and, and you didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. But, yeah, you go, that's the one I would have figured out. Because oh, you fine. go, yeah, it's cool. Nothing against, I mean, my ex-wife's great, and, and anybody else is great. But you go, yeah, fuck, that's the one. That is hilarious. All right, Padre lineup, quick. All right, all right Padre lineup. You want me to go first? Yeah, who do you got leading off? All right, I'm going to shock you guys. I'm going to go all the way through. We're not going to compare back and forth, all right? I'm going to okay. go all the way through. I'm going to th- – this right here isn't popular, but I think this gets you wins. I go with Tatis. Do you have a off. pen? Yeah, I do. Sorry, Hold fire on. me a... Okay. Put your eye out. Mm. All right, I'm going to Tatis leading off. And okay. the reason I'm going to Tatis leading off is for the main reasons you can't pitch around them. Meaning that yeah. let's say you start the inning with, with an out in the leadoff spot. You're, you can maybe pitch around to Tease at the number two spot. So if you if you go with him with the leadoff, I'm going to Tease. Also, I want to Tease to get the most at-bats as possible. Well, the second guy I want to get the most at-bats is going to be Machado. I'm going to okay. bat Machado, too. Sabermetrics always say you bat your best player, number two. You bat your second best player, number four, which is you know far from when you and I played when it was three and four were your best hitters. So I'm going to Tease, Machado. Okay. I'm going Fam at three. Interesting. I'm, I'm going Hosmer at four, so I'm going righty. I'm going righty lefty. Going to go back to another righty and Myers at five. Okay. I'm going Cronenworth at second base. Not a fan of, of Kim's chances, and, and I haven't seen him play. Oh, they said he's roping the ball. And the thing that I heard uh, Kevin Acey say yesterday is he goes pretty good at short, scary good at second base. Played third today. Yeah. So here's here's the I think it's hitting like 125. Don't tell me he's roping the ball easy. Okay. Easy. What I'll say this about Kim and why I say I don't have faith in him is that when he was in Korea, he's facing guys throwing 86. Where were that, Dave? And yeah. so was AJ. Well, when he, the, there was no surprise when the Padres. We throw faster than that at Benita Vista. None of my Benita Vista guys should be in the major league. No, they shouldn't. Uh, okay. 
So I'm telling They're you. They're all 24 years old. I'm, I'm, we'll bring that up later on. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sold on on Kim right now because I just don't believe you can go from 86 to 100. Okay. okay that's a huge damn difference. All right. So then I'm going. Um, then I'm sorry. I'm watching the end of the Laker game as the Lakers are fucking blowing it. Um, th- then I'm going, uh, as I said, Cronenworth at six. I'm going Grisham at seven. I'm going Nola at eight. I don't like Grisham in the leadoff spot. Oh, it's funny. All right. I have Grisham leading off. In the two, and he, w- and he will bat lead off. You're right. In the two spot, I'm going to surprise you, Dave. I'm putting Machado at two. Okay. I'm putting Tatis at three. Oh, another shock. I'm going to go Tommy Pham at four. Okay. I'm going to look for a rebound year from Pham. Actually, what I'm looking for is its process of elimination, and Pham ended up there. This was a hard one for me, trying to figure out five, because I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do at seven and eight, but five and six were a little complicated. I'm actually going to go Cronenworth at five. I feel like I can slide Cronenworth in at five. Then I'm going to put Hosmer at six. Myers stays at seven. Nola at eight. But for me, I was the one thing I was looking at was if we were drawing this up last year, did you have Fam at five? Uh, on I'm, yours? I'm, no, I had him at three. Oh, you had Fam at three. I had him behind Machado. And who do you have at five? At five, I have Myers. See, I'm pushing Myers down a little bit. Because I felt like he felt more comfortable in that six seven role, yeah, right? We're paying you not to be a seven hitter. Okay, well, Myers. Okay, Will. Hey, Dave. Hey, I don't like being talked to like that, and I'm gonna shut down right now in my corner and you won't hear from me again. But I think if you have a twenty home run, eighteen stolen base guy in your seven hole, that's pretty nice. Because you feel like no matter how the lineup comes up in the fourth inning, the fifth inning, or the sixth inning, uh, and even as you get later in the game, you have a guy that can potentially put one into the seats. And you're not buried down there seven, eight, and nine. Really up and down the lineup outside of, it's kind of why I sneak Hosmer between Cronenworth and, and Myers too. Because Hosmer, I mean, 18, 20 home run guy, but not, I shouldn't say it, it may not be fair to him, not always difference maker home runs. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to go Grisham, Machado, Tatis, Fam, Cronenworth, Hosmer, Myers, Nola. And I'll have that for one game, and we'll get beat three to one, and then I'll change everything tomorrow. <laughs> you know, the most interesting thing you said to me is that you have Machado batting in front of Tatis. And the reason yeah. I say that is, if Machado hits a double and Tatis is on first, he's scoring. Yeah. If Tatis hits a double and Machado's on first, I'm not sure he scores. No, but I I like what you said as far as forcing guys to throw pitches. Yeah. And if Tatis is on deck, you're not pitching around Machado. Yeah. And that's kind of fun to me. That means Machado sees a lot. So either way you go, I do like that. The speed element that you bring into it is fun. But I, I it's, yeah. I love having those guys right there. It's a lot different than it was a couple years ago. That's oh, my trip. goodness. Right? Yeah. It's a lot different. I mean, I know you had Tatis a couple years ago and Machado a couple years ago, but man, everyone else changes everything. All you have to do is go look at opening day lineups. Oh, my God. It's terrible. When Eric Lauer was your starting pitcher. It wasn't that long yeah. ago Tyson uh, Ross was starting pitcher. Ju- how about Julius Tashin? Uh, uh, the guy, Clayton Richard, yes. started within the last. a few years ago. Yeah. And now we're... You know, it's funny. At Petco Park, they have that thing on there where it shows opening day lineup. Oh, we've seen Dude, it. Dude, just take it down. 
Please. It's fucking embarrassing. Please. Um, <laughs> right now, as you get ready, who who do you pitch on opening day? Uh, my opening day pitcher is Lamette if he's healthy. I think he earned it. I, th- I think he's he's the guy returning. He earned it. I'd wow. go Lamette. I think it's Darvish. I'm sure it'll probably be Darvish or Snell. Yeah. But, but for me, I, I said, you know what? Lamette was unbelievable last Did you year. hear that was one other thing, and we'll we'll let you go after this. But Kevin Acey said, don't. It wouldn't be a shock if Lamette doesn't break with this team. Oh, that's a shame. No, it's just that they're they're gonna s- slow roll it, bringing him back, yeah, and and get him back and not do anything to to rush him, but that they could. And the other thing talked about, Dave, and we can get into this next week, is the potential of a six man rotation tomorrow. I don't like that at all. Uh, tomorrow will be interesting because Mackenzie Gore gets his first start, and they're yep. actually. Uh, going to carry that game on 97-3. So uh, you'll be able to hear Mackenzie Gore. What are they going to do with the coach? Hey, uh, tomorrow I'm off, but I'll be back on Friday. So I'm probably going to be out with my granddaughter. We're going to play a little bit of lawn darts. And then I'm just going to go in, Dave, what I do on every Thursday afternoon. You know what I like? I like a good bologna sandwich. <laughs> so I'm going to have a bologna sandwich. And then uh, I don't watch shows like Police Woman. But Kelly got risky. Kelly got me a couple years back. Uh, I love Lucy, the colorized, and so I'm going to write uh, Fred Nethel. Watch <laughs> some of that. Probably take an afternoon nap. Go through, look at my high school yearbook, figure out any friends I've lost touch with. <laughs> See if we can get Kelvin Upshaw on the show. Yeah, that's it. Dude, I just looked that fool up because Jeff always talks about USIU. Yeah. Remember he averaged like a crazy amount of points, like 38 points a game I, or something. Dude, he's 58 now. They had a hockey team over there. Holy shit. Yeah, they were good. Oh, my God, dude. That's fucking crazy. That's All right, fucking that, nuts. That's it. We'll see you back here. Stay safe. We'll see everybody uh, Monday night, right? All right. Thank you.